2: Welcome to the World Cup Minute, day 14. My name is Brandon. We are without Josh today, but pinch hitting to mix our sports metaphors. We've got our good friend Dave. Dave joining us from the greater Boston area. Or would you, is that offensive, Dave, if I see you're from the greater Boston area? you just proper Boston.
3: No, um, that's, that's right, because Boston's about the size of Doha, from what I hear. Um, <laughs> it's very, uh-huh. <laughs> very small, so practically no one lives in boston except for i know a couple friends obviously who are in the actual boston vicinity um so greater boston refers to cambridge and the you know closer suburbs which i'm a part of um including somerville where the where the royals were just visiting brandon as you know <laughs>
2: sure yeah. yeah we'll we'll save it for our england senegal talk later <laughs> on in the world cup minute What's the World Cup vibe in that area, though, Dave? Are people, people getting nuts for it? I mean, there's a ton of bars in the greater Boston area. I'm feeling like it must be a good vibe.
3: Yeah, big, uh, it's a good soccer town. Um, obviously, Matt Turner, uh, New England Revolution um, player, as of somewhat recently. Uh, but obviously a lot of expats here, obviously, as well. A lot of college and post grad people. Mm-hmm. A lot of good soccer bars, although, like, the main soccer bars are like Liverpool. Bars too. So I'm not sure how many expat <laughs> English folk would have been in that US game. But no, certainly the big bars get packed right when they open, I'm, I'm sure, as they do in, in Brooklyn as well, from many yeah. of them, although you have beer quantity.
2: I did go to Greenpoint, Brooklyn, to watch the match with our friend Trevor. And, um, you know, you can go to lots of places in New York where they're like properly football bars opening two hours ahead of a 10 a.m. kickoff. We went to this place where uh, they opened the doors at 10 (laughs) a.m. for Like as the whistle was blowing, we could see the match beginning through the windows, Um, you know, because I think there are some places some places that just kind of kind of cash in anyway enough of the uh um of the bar talk dave we're a couple of americans it's a bit of a sober tone because the u.s has been knocked out by the netherlands but just quick hit me dave with your overall thoughts of the u.s men's team with berhalter their performance overall today and in the world cup and and the viewpoint looking forward because I think we're now like this is the sound of like as soon as that final whistle blew with U.S. Netherlands it was the sound of a million sports nerds suddenly solving the problem that is the U.S. team and this will happen with any nation that gets bounced from the tournament what do we do wrong and how do we fix it so I mean on a scale of one to ten how how good or bad is it
3: on uh, just going for what the future for twenty twenty six, or
2: where are we now? What's what's the heat check on the men's team? Like, are we are we in a pretty good place? Do you think? Uh,
3: yes, I would say we're in a good place. So actually, I think it's interesting the way you said that because there is a, 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 a range of opinions of is there a problem or mm-hmm. is there really no problem because we are on an upward trajectory where the youngest team. We are competing at the highest levels and we're, where we're supposed to be. So in some sense, you could say that there's no problem. Um, you could say that our tactics have been fine. Um, the subs patterns have mostly been fine. The team camaraderie has been great. Um, so in some sense, you could argue there's no problem and Burl, Harder, Burl Halter, Greg, butcher g- 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 <laughs> butchered, butchered um, that man's name. My God,
2: even by always well, cheating have to standards. Say it
3: many more times because I think he'll be out. Um, which I you think, think is so. Actually, no, I think no, I think so. I think it's I, th- I think it's fine. So I would argue more more on the good side that we are on in a good place. Yeah. This match, we were outclassed, we were outcoached, but I would say only slightly. And yeah. you can look at even the X goals. Um, We can rehash some of what happened, but it was it was a close, close match. Unlike Argentina, um, Australia, Australia. which what the score was very deceiving, that was really more of a three nothing shellacking. This game obviously was very close. It could have gone either way um, Mm. in a different universe. And I think the betting markets had it right that we were about if play that game 10 times, the U.S. would probably win three, maybe four. Yeah. And so that's that's fine. Um, on the yeah, back I agree right, with you, Dave. I mean, like, on just,
2: yeah, go, what's your thoughts, Brandon? Yeah, go first. Uh, yeah. I I was just gonna say, was it closer than a three-one score projection? Because like within the first five minutes, Pulisic has that onside chance that just fell to him, and it was one of those moments where uh, you kind of feel bad for Pulisic in a way, where he didn't expect this chance to fall to him, but this is what the U.S. Has lacked in the tournament is a cold as ice, attacking asset. Pulisic needed to put that away, and like a player like Clint Dempsey or Landon Donovan, just to um, just to reflect on generations past may have done that, and and then Netherlands goes on to score against the run of play. Generally, yes, Netherlands were a class above the U.S., and the the problem. The problem really was in the attack. I think we we got exposed in the defense only because we were trying to uh, push push a few more men forward with Destin and Robinson. But I Burhalter is in an interesting situation. It's, it's I, I'm kind of blown away to hear you say he's like definitely out because I feel like the U.S. now will find themselves in a situation where Burhalter kind of has to see the project through Gareth Southgate style. Because what I have seen, you've talked about going through the qualification process for the U.S., Burhalter has not been perfect, but he ultimately saw the project through. We finished below Canada, but as far as CONCACAF teams in the World Cup, the U.S., I think, by far and away, was the strongest team. And Burhalter has put himself in that Southgate sort of bind where he is going to either A, be beholden to the system that he puts together or... Or B try to fit the best his best players on the pitch. You know, England is having this issue where you can't get Foden and Grealish and Kane and Rashford and Bellingham, all of these guys out and Sterling all out there on the same time. And I think Burhalter has done a good enough job of of ceding ego to the system that he's put together. Is the system not working? I see the system is working because when you watch the U.S. fall as they did to the Netherlands, you could easily see why. And I think it's been a long time since the U.S. has been in a position where you could easily just say, fix this position and fix that position. Find a better player for the number nine. Find a better player for the central defenders and we're in a much better spot. So why is Berthold, Why does Burhalter have to go?
3: Well, I think you had the, the great, yeah, if I, and, and if only I had changed two or three of those picks, I would have hit my parlay, right? You know, if, we, if only <laughs> yes. the U.S. Yes. had, you know, one of these outstanding players besides right. Christian. I mean, you said the words, you took the words right out of my mouth. Burl Holter is good enough. He is mm. an average international coach in my eyes, and that's fine. Mm. And that's better than half. <laughs> and all I'm comparing him to is Jesse Marsh. I'm assuming it's either Greg or Jesse Marsh. And if we stay with Greg, that's fine. He's average and mm-hmm. we'll, we should continue improving. I think Jesse Marsh could add a little more to the to the team. So I, I'll say I would not be crazy mad. I'm not one of these like Greg out people, to be honest. I, mm-hmm. I think he's average and he's fine. So I would say one other thing. You mentioned CONCACAF us being better um, for the YouTube folks. And if you're not on YouTube, like and subscribe. I'm wearing my CONCACAF scarf. Okay, I just
2: love and, the guy who doesn't support a team. He just supports a, a, a conference. Just
3: a legend. Yes, You're it, a legend, it, Dave. It, I mean, so many memories of Concacaf in the World Cup. Um, so we'll, we'll say did goodbye. That scarf, when yeah. it, when it arrived in the mail, uh, Dave. Did that scarf
2: try to slide tackle you to injury?
3: Yeah, it was it was in the mail. It was in the mud. It was really weird. The postman just put it right in the mud. It was hard to get to. It was it was a terrible. Totally lit,
2: not delivered in 4K. I get it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I
3: had to All walk right. down to the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Street. I mean, but you you also said the other thing is the um well, I mean, we should go back to the two minute opportunity. But also you said, you know, the Netherlands goal was against the run of play. Well, was it because now we know like, well, the whole tactics was yeah. we know how you're going to attack us. We know your midfield. We know your wingers. We know how our defenders. And by the way, Daily Blind before the freaking goal he scored was yeah. just like so good, Um, like just so class at defending. So that's where I'm saying the tactical wise, like, you know, they knew what was coming. It wasn't shocking. Sure. They sure. it was it was hard for us. We're like, oh, uh, just as we predicted, the Netherlands are gonna you know park the bus against the U.S. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but that really was yeah. kind of right. the plan. So I don't know yeah. if it was really so maybe against a run of play, but not against what they expected. And the two minute opportunity. I mean, it that was the game in hindsight. I mean, even when it happened, it was so shocking. You're like, well, obviously he's offside. Nope, he was onside because of, of Blend Up Top. Not to his yeah. fault. Um, it was so shocking. And then you just realized that was it. Like, I think it hit all of them. Like, I I said, I actually predict that. I was like, was that a 0.4 XG? And actually it was like 0.42, I guess was someone said. Yes, and Dave. Dave, who knows what would have waste. happened? I'm like a computer, Brandon. Um, I'm so glad you're here, Dave. It's But what would have happened? I mean... You know, even if we scored that, what would have happened? Would we have turtled and let in two more after that? And, you know, like that's definitely yeah. a possibility. Maybe. Or maybe. would we have learned our lesson from Wales and continued to attack and it might have been a tie or maybe even um, get another one? I mean, you never know. But really, that was so shocking. It happened so fast. I don't blame Pulisic, but man, it's just when you're an underdog and you have a you missed like a Lukaku type opportunity. Um sorry. I had to get that dig in yeah. there, but um <laughs> that was really the game and it sucked because it was just to be so fair.
2: Dave sick. Lukaku did put us out with his goals in 2014. So, you know, we can dig okay. all we want because we've been on yeah. the, on the, the battering end of the Lukaku battering Ram. And that's, that's fine. All due respect to the man. Um, I, Uh, It it was one of those – this is like such a Homer episode of the World Cup Minute because I watched intently that entire 90 minutes, and I have like zero memory of anything that the Dutch did. I can only remember looking at the good and the bad things that the U.S. – any fan of any nation I think would – Relate to that. But um, I mean, you have to give credit to Depay coming back into fitness and scoring that goal. As you said, Dave, Daily Blind, a guy that you could easily write off who's kind of like past it in terms of uh, a blockbuster career. His finish was great. You could kind of see that coming. Even so, I mean, we we can play out on a, on a victorious note the guys who emerged as great players for the U.S. Matt Turner, uh, he let <clears throat> three goals in. None of which I would say are his fault and it could have been worse because you remember at the later stages of that game, Matt Turner made this incredible double save to kind of keep us in it. And throughout the tournament, I think it's been weird being an American fan where we're used to having the best goalkeepers in the world and the worst outfielders, Tim Howard, Brad Friedel, Casey Keller, Tony Miola, Matt Turner, welcome. Welcome. I'm glad to see the back of Zach Stefan. Matt Turner is our guy. And I think I think Musa is is also a star of this tournament. And Tyler Adams, Captain Legend, to see him break down um, uh, at the 90th minute whistle, I think just shows you saw this with even with South Korea with the good news when they progressed to the knockout stages, guys in tears, to appreciate how much is poured into this tournament by these guys physically and emotionally. And I think Tyler Adams gave everything. And I'm so thankful that he's the American captain and he's a young guy. And lastly, and then I'll let you give you, give out your honors, Dave, Tim Ream. I'm wearing my Fulham shirt right now. Uh, and Tim Ream is a constant professional and a veteran. When Fulham were promoted last year, season he knew that he'd been embarrassed in the premier league in promotions past for fulham and he said you know fair play i feel like i've got a point a point to prove if management will let me do so he's had a great season thus far in the premier league and he was just a rock for us uh, i do want to tip my hat to tim ream for this tournament great stuff
1: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Dave, who is your, uh, uh, who's your MVP? I would say this. Do you agree? Weston McKinney did not show up for this World Cup.
3: Okay, this so you kind of, you stole my point there, almost. Um, <laughs> okay, but, go uh, on. You, we didn't talk about this beforehand at all. We just started recording, yeah. but you you, yeah. you, you sent me up for the alley But, like, I was going to say the first thing was in the qualification process, Weston McKinney was our best player. And I think a lot of maybe, well, probably casual fans didn't bother watching because CONCACAF, but <laughs> CONCACAF. Yeah, McKinney they're was. They're not legends I'll, like you,
2: Dave, that buy yeah. the scarf.
3: Yeah, grinding the <laughs> tape. Um, but no, McKinney was, if not our best, one of our best players during all of and obviously he's a world class player. He is not fit. Gio Reyna was not fit. Pulisic for this game was not fit. We don't know yeah. to the extent, but he obviously was not fit. So you take those three, which are presumably our best players. If you'd said before the tournament, they are not fit for this game. And we stood up and gave a fighting chance. That's all like you know a good thing to look forward to so yeah. i was disappointed. mckinney had a, had a pretty i would say i'd say pretty bad tournament um yeah. he didn't have any shockers but he wasn't good like he you know i don't know he was just he did stuff he did west mckinney stuff but he could only play 60 he was pretty limited um it was kind of a bummer he had one good shot attempt if i remember um yeah. so those are my three that we come back strong with those three healthy plus Whatever, um, we're we're well, feeling while, good a and... wild
2: card here. Dave might be Tim Weah, who I think mm. had a had a good tournament, not an amazing tournament, but he scored an incredible goal against Wales, and I think he's class. Like you can tell, like if you compare him to John Sargent, jo- John Sar- Josh Sargent, or uh, a Haji Wright up front, different position, but I think Weah has a level of class, and I think if he can actually just step it up with his career. Um, and, and play against um, he's at Leal right now and he, you know you'll get some tougher games in league 1 but I think he can I think he can he can level up so the U.S. they've got an interesting path toward the next World Cup in 2026 because we host we're already qualified <laughs> this is uh, you know we're basically Qatar now Dave can we raise our standards to the level of Qatar? But we will not have to go through a grueling Concacaf qualification process. We will play those teams. But what can we do? Will burhalter stick around? Will we have new management? Are these players going to be able to grow and development? I do think the overall takeaway is for the U.S. to have failed to qualify last tournament and to immediately be back, if not beyond where we were eight years ago. I think is is a huge victory. Uh, so that's great. Uh, I mean, any final words about U.S., uh, Netherlands? How far do you think the Dutch are going to go based on this performance? They will um, play Argentina. Let's note that.
3: Yeah, I will say, um, and this this was my one call about um, Argentina-Netherlands preview. Um, I would say just skip the first 30 because you yeah. just spend time with your family, um, meditate, um, you know, give thankful give thanks to what you're you know for your life just it's gonna be like an nba game basically <laughs> it's gonna be the simpsons meme of passing between the midfielders for the first 30 minutes of that game of just <laughs> yeah non I, I think i mean it's gonna be the immovable force versus the you know on like interesting like slow yeah. build-up um so the, <laughs> that's my prediction although i mean there's gonna be drama i mean i mean uh with messi involved and i hope argentina win um personally but um uh, yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to watching that match particularly, although there should be some dramatics, I, I yeah. feel like. Is that your uh, – I mean, and I and see before we finish, uh, we'll put a wraps on the U.S., and I think it's very fair of us to be homer on this for obvious yeah. reasons. When I talk about players' fitness and injuries, every team has fitness, injuries, niggles, pe- players that even make the tournament, as we all know. So yeah. I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm just pointing out that – the, one of the U.S.'s Achilles heels is we have a thin squad. We we don't have two 11s like, like you yeah. know, the big boys, <laughs> you know, Brazil mm-hmm. and England. Like you mentioned, they, have, they could field multiple teams that are better mm-hmm. than us realistically. So yeah. we don't have that. So that particularly hurt us. And I think the good thing, and I'll again wrap this up. The good thing is, I th- this is another cycle, another year where even the stone cold average or casual, I should say, sports fan who tuned into this tournament, everyone knows we need a striker. So if, for heaven's sakes, if we have not figured this out to some degree before the next World Cup, like, it, there'll be hell to pay because now there'll be eyeballs and more interest. And I think that only is good. You know, I think interest, pressure, more pressure, not too much pressure, but enough pressure to, hey, there's eyeballs. We're not taking any more of this crap of, like, we need to figure out how to run a freaking set piece. If we don't have, you know, a guy who can head the ball, we need more inventive set pieces. We need ways to finish. And I I just, we, now people know we need to figure that out and I'm, I'm excited to see what we do.
2: Yeah. It's like our buddy, Mike Crowder, he, he uh, messaged us saying, are you guys going to talk about, you know, the discussion of what if, what if the next John Morant were to play for the U S men's team and That's the beauty of the World Cup in in a country like the U.S. where football isn't the primary sport is the exposure that the World Cup gets here may inspire some, you know, we need one 15 or 16 year old to be watching the World Cup and say, you know what, let's go. I'm going to be that number nine.
3: (laughs) Now, I mean, that that seems like
2: it's like a mail order competition to get this level of talent. But yeah, we um, should have an
3: American Idol like TV series or something, I guess. But for those that don't live in the U.S., there is an actual thing. And we're not in Brandon to make this up of every time we watch a soccer game, all the regular people who don't watch soccer normally the sports folks, they turn up and they literally say, unironically, not as a joke, we should have LeBron playing in this team. You should have Michael Jordan. You know, we should have all these guys on the U.S. soccer team we dominate. And then what happens in this um, Argentina-Australia game, freaking Messi nutmegs the guy who's six foot six, which is what (laughs) would happen if any NBA player were on a soccer pitch, like instantly. So... That's, I mean, so very yeah. more not in the U.S. That's what we're dealing with here, like this level yeah. of like idiocy with uh, the stuff. But, um, I, but a side note, U.S. should be the best um hand, team handball um, team in the world. We should have the best team <laughs> no handball. excuses. Squad, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous that we cannot um, make the Olympics in team handball, but that put that aside. Um, but we should be able to find no excuses, a relatively tall striker, I think,
2: <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, back to Argentina, who who beat Australia. I did my parlay today, Dave, was uh, Australia Argentina to finish as a draw in 90 minutes and for Messi to score. I was feeling vibes uh, during that first half because I thought it was it was on. My feeling is I think you're right about Argentina. It takes them 30 minutes to warm up because they are like a virus. It's like watching that movie Outbreak or um, Contagion where it takes – Argentina are, are only going to rise to the level of their opponent. That seems to be the, the the tactic. They feel out the opponent. They're like, okay, this is what's what it's going to take to beat them. It's going to take Matt Ryan doing something completely stupid, which you probably could have drawn up on a whiteboard, to be honest with you. But um, I, I think that's something that makes this Argentina team a little hard to sort of project how far they're going to go in the, into the tournament because it really does come down to the opposition against them. So credit to Australia. We all have a few Aussie fans listening, and you guys should definitely be proud of the way it goes, even though Dave basically dissed uh, the Socceroos
3: and how that result should have
2: been 3-0. Um
3: I was for, I was I'm free. just saying facts. I mean, they, you know, they did what they could. They had one yeah. really good chance, like legit chance, um, when that one. I, sorry, I forgot the last name. He yeah, turned yeah into no, Messi no. For like five uh, seconds, yeah. so that was pretty sweet. Um, I mean, the goal was a completely preposterous own goal if you if you missed it. So the score line was a bit was a bit flattering to the Um I Argentina, I, I. That's a great point of playing to love your competition. So if they can get past the Netherlands, who. I think Netherlands stepped it up you know, against us, so credit yes. to them. So if they step it up and give Argentina a fight, I think, and Argentina make it through, then that's good for them because then they'll play good teams the rest of the way. But, I mean, that's really a reflection of Messi. Um, and we all know how Messi plays. He just lollygags around um, for a while until he has to do something, and then he does something, and he's Messi. And that's, that's a reflection of the leader of your team. There was a moment yeah. when Emmy Martinez... Um, was trying to play like a long ball out of the box, and he just skied it sort of out of bounds. And Messi was just doing his flat-footed Messi thing, and he didn't move an inch. He just saw the ball take off and just looked and just watched it and just didn't move like he's like it's not worth my ounce of calorie no do you think messi's got like he's got
2: like the robocop vision where he sees like an infrared target on the ball uh, you know projecting the trajectory of it and he's like yeah yeah he's got the
3: wimbledon hawkeye like yeah he's like ball (laughs) is going out like do not worry so yeah Yeah. totally it's just yeah they're kind of like an anaconda they just lull you in pass around Like we'll we'll like do the surgical strikes. I mean, it was very funny. They were they, they what was the score two one or whatever, and they were just two like one, battering yeah. the Aussie goals. Just at the end, they could have scored like another two or three at the very end. It was crazy.
2: Yeah, and I I mean I think Julian Alvarez. I'm pleased to see him as somebody who uh, struggles behind um, Erling Holland in the Premier League at Manchester City. Like this guy is so good. Uh, so I'm glad he's getting some shine in the World Cup. All right, let's do a little quick preview of day 15, and then we can get out of here, Dave. We've got France v Poland. I mean, that one seems like why are we even? That I got that no seems notes. like let's yeah, let's no run notes. a simulation in Football Manager. France is going <laughs> to yeah. destroy Poland. Um, it's it's almost a crime that Poland actually got through the the group stage. Um, it, a little bit like uh, Messi in his walking mode, but you know uh Lewandowski I'd love to see him um you know he's he is an exciting player to watch even when Poland are a bit of a a a drab affair and then you've got England-Senegal which should be an incredible match Uh, Josh mentioned this yesterday day 13 of the World Cup minute are England already uh assuming they get beyond Senegal without Mane though um they feel like a um, a diminished side, but they've looked good in the group stage. Uh, I mean, England is going to find this to be kind of a, a tricky match, right? To state the obvious, right, Dave?
3: Yeah, I think so. And I, I like your other World Cup minutes. I think I agree with your analysis that Senegal is a more scary team at that point than the Netherlands to to many degrees. I mean, they got. I like the implication
2: started. there, Dave. By the way, that you listen to all the World Cup minutes. And you agree with everything that's been said on them. So if you could please put that in writing in an iTunes review, we'd be very grateful. Thank you.
3: Well, and more importantly, go to YouTube, like and subscribe if you want to see the scarves. <laughs> there we um, go, Dave. All right. Yeah. yeah sorry. Well you know, you, you,
2: yeah, I interrupted your thoughts on Senegal there. Yeah. They're pretty no, good, right? I died.
3: They have I mean, they obviously have Premier League talent as as did US when we played England. And so, you know, they have they have a fighting chance. But um I I would really want to see England just play their best. I, obviously they were flat against Mm -hmm. us and, you know, didn't have much, much else to do after that. So, you know, um, I I, I want to see England really perform to their level, as you yeah. said. Don't, don't play down to the competition. Just really attack the game. I, and it'll, it'll be an interesting squad selection. I don't know the tactics. I don't know what formation is good against Senegal. I won't pretend to uh, know that. But it will be interesting to see the squad selection. And um, I'd like to see them really just come out and attack the game.
2: I think that's a good way of looking at it. Now, we were a little cynical talking about France-Poland, but... What we ultimately want when we're previewing the next day's matches is we want to see great players do great things. So, And I think France, England, Senegal, and Lewandowski <laughs> alone have have these abilities. So um, if you didn't have any skin in the game and day 14, I hope you enjoy the football on day 15. And uh, we see some goals. Dave uh beautiful, you're a beautiful man. Go to YouTube to see to see Dave in in the flesh, and you're a great friend of oh, always cheating. We love you. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, Josh and I will be will be back for day fifteen. Uh, Dave, thanks again. Any
3: last words? Thank you for having me, and um, talk to you talk to you and Josh soon.
2: Man, that was really really weak. I think you can do better, Dave. Give us a give us something like. Um, I don't know what what would you say in in Beantown in Boston if you as as you're wishing your fellow sports fan luck in the next Celtics or Patriots match give uh, us a real boston England, sort of
3: oh uh, Brian in this England Senegal games going to be a freaking wicked pissa you don't want to <laughs> miss it
2: <laughs> there we go all right guys take care see you tomorrow